You're listening to Access and Expand, conversations that offer you access to information that expands your mind. I'm your host, Tiffany Curran. Timing is everything, right? When I first met Jen Kissling, who's our guest today, we were neighbors. Um, Ironically, Mike Michalowicz from Profit First, who was previously interviewed, if you missed that, definitely tune in. Uh, he, Jen, and I all lived in a triangle of each other. So say if you look at the, a triangle, the lower right is Mike, the lower left was me, and Jen was at the top. And the way that our block worked is if I walked around the block, I'd see I passed Jen's house, I'd pass Mike's house, all in like a, a two-minute range. So um, when we were all first living in that space, we were doing our own thing. Um, Mike was always interested in um, or was always writing about entrepreneurship, and uh, he had just put his first book out, which was uh, Toilet Paper Entrepreneur. Jen was doing um, interior design, which she still does, Um, and I was, I think, doing personal training. Um, So all these years later, Jen and I reconnected. She since moved to Brooklyn, Um, but Jen and I reconnected because she is an astrologer, and she and I did a, a workshop together last January on um, astrology with breathwork. So it was uh, on the full moon in Leo. She talked about what that was for everybody, did their charts, and then we did breathwork. And she loved breathwork so much that she decided to become a breathwork facilitator. So she's going through the training now. She's almost done. Um, we did do one component together in September, which was really fun. She was my roommate. Um, and she's been to a couple of my groups, one at the Montauk Salt Cave. So we'll talk a little bit about that, about where she's headed, um, maybe a little bit about food allergies because her son is allergic to a lot of food and she wanted to shed some light on that. So let's see where this conversation takes us. She is running a few minutes behind, missed her exit, but she'll be in shortly. And she's on her way in. I just saw her um, getting settled. So um I'm really looking forward to this. I haven't seen her in how many weeks has it been? How many weeks since I saw you, Jen? Hey, I think it's two. How many weeks has it been? You can start. You can talk to me just without oh, putting sorry. that. Oh, sorry. It's been two weeks? Has <laughs> it? It's been two weeks. I oh, think. Oh, my goodness. She's here. I wanted to uh, be on I the air for you. you. I know. Yes, hopefully you can do it the, the um, way that you always do. Yes, I'm doing the way that I always do. How does it feel? Good. It's so nice to meet you. <laughs> I want to like run over and hug you, but my mic will I know. I'll hug you after. I know. This is such a trip. I've been listening to your podcast for so long, and here I am. <laughs> <laughs> is this wild? This is wild. Here's the best this part. This is so wild. I, oh was my just, God. I was just talking about how you missed the exit. <laughs> oh, I missed two. I, you live I, here. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I mean, I can never get myself around. I always have to use a GPS. <laughs> I do not, the directions is not one of my strongest <laughs> points. Oh, wait, we talked about this in a lot. Oh, yeah. I was like, I don't know if I can navigate for you, but I'll try my best. <laughs> I totally forgot that. I'm oh like, how she, I forgot. Oh, yeah, no, first I had, <laughs> it's, first I had the wrong, ad- I t- it, Siri took it and put it into my phone. So I was driving, and then I passed, I think it was like 280 or 80. I'm like, I should be on that. 
So I had to like pull over and like <laughs> look, and it was going to Patterson, and I was like, oh my god. Oh, you went the wrong way. Because I put the wrong address in. It put six twelve Main Street, and I thought it put Booton in because it grabbed <laughs> it from your text. What did it put in? Like Patterson or something. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I do know that. I know that I'm supposed <laughs> to be on the highway. I only lived here for like five years. So Wait, I, you lived here for only five years, or maybe like fifteen. No, no, no. I lived only lived here for a few years. I lived here from two thousand seven or eight until two thousand eleven. So then I was I feel like then you I kept saying you t- I saw you texted. So I was like <laughs> trying to look at that, and then all of a sudden it's like you missed the exit. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> no, I didn't live here that long, but that's still no excuse. I mean, I haven't lived here since two thousand and eleven, so at least. <laughs> that going for me oh my god I have so much information okay. I can't tell you on the air but uh Debbie Lowenstein oh, yes. gave me lots of um she said she gave me a message for you she I wishes she could her. be here but she's um she teaches yes she's a teacher yeah yes so well, I wore my sweatshirt for you back. I almost wore my <laughs> I brought my coffee Malibu I farm almost... oh you got that I didn't know you got that Oh, I forgot. I didn't get the wolf print. Okay, all weekend I and wore I my Malibu you this. farm sweatshirt. This oh, one was it, mine. I had like a collection of them, but oh I have God. not used it yet. Thank and you. here's Thank the, you. so I'll that's Thieves. Next time I go. Thank you so much. You're so sweet. Well, the story behind the Thieves for, for people who don't know what's happening because they can't see us is that um, uh, we were in L.A. with our very sweet and sick roommate. <laughs> she was so sick. I felt so thing. badly. Oh. She was such a good sport, though. Like, she came... She did everything we did. Yeah, because like, I was, like, trying to stay in bed. Yeah. Yeah. And so then we were taking Zycam. <laughs> like, the ship was going down. Oh, yeah. We had vitamin C drinks, like, whatever Shots. we could get our hands on. Because we did not want to get sick. No. And we both did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was in such denial the first day. And you were like... So, so by the way, I, I gave her some thieves. I'm not a Young Living rep or anything like that. I buy all sorts of essential oils, but I happen to like be obsessed with thieves. Like there's other blends, but I feel like it works, although it didn't work on the plane. And then so I fell asleep with my head, my face wrapped, which ended up being a photo that Melody Solomon took, ironically. Oh my gosh, right? So beautiful that I sh- picture. I showed so, her, I so said beautiful. I, I'm wrapped up like this, because that was the day before I got really sick. I'd landed that day. And she was like, Oh, can I take a picture like that? I was like, Of course you can. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for asking. But um, oh, but it. so uh, Jen was like, "What is that thieves? What does that smell?" So I was ordering some, although I hadn't yet, and I have stock. So thank you. Yes, it smells so good. I'm gonna use it all winter. I know. I'll get you more. Okay. I'll Go ahead and again. order it. I'll see you again. I'm gonna be working in the city and nice. Yeah. I want to meet stuff. up with you at the wing. Yes. Yeah. I met Aaron at the wing. I know. I, know. I, have, I went to go listen to our podcast right before I left, and then I couldn't get it. Like, through Oh, because it's that. scheduled now. Okay, so I'm just going to wait. It's coming out tomorrow? Yeah. Yeah. But by the time you guys listen to this, it'll be out. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Jen. So, um, so I was telling people who you are. Okay. You tell me who you are. Um, an astrologer and breathwork facilitator. I'm going to be certified in three weeks. And I do tarot. Um, I'm a designer. I've been an interior designer for 25 years or so. A long time, pretty much. I mean, longer than that even. But um, through that, you know, I do high-end 
residential. I've been in like a lot of different parts of design. Um, I've worked in uh, factory to loft conversions, commercial, um, different parts of residential. Uh, but after many, many years of being in it and being so focused on the external part of everything um, and creating all these beautiful sanctuaries, and I did a lot of um, high-end party planning as well, um, I became much more focused uh, when I was going through my divorce, when I was moving out of Mountain Lakes back in like 2011, um, and started working more with people and doing um, the interior design work of your life. Yeah. And um, that's going to be your tag, right? Yeah, that's it. That's pretty much it because it really encompasses everything yeah. that I believe in. I still do love doing interior design, but it's really important for me to work from the inside out with people yeah. and pulling it all together. Um, because I, I guess what I focused on most when um, in the beginning of my interior design years was really intuitively feeling into who a person was. So then I could create the, the space for them to live in. That was really a reflection of them, yeah. of their authentic self. Um, working in this super high-end design world, you don't do that quite as much. Yeah. Um, there's, I guess, a little bit more entitlement on the client's parts, and there yeah. isn't so much. Um, you don't feel like you're really improving their life yeah. <laughs> that much. I yeah. mean, it, it feels a little bit shallow sometimes to me, so I really enjoy spending half of my time working with people. Um, and astrology is, is the map. That's uh, when you when I look at that, I can see you know how they designed their lives before they came here, and it's really just bringing them back into alignment with that, yeah. um, because we you know lose who we are as as we grow older, as the world sort of gets a hold of us, right? And you kind of forget who you are, what you're here to do, and astrology is really helpful with that, and helping people feel empowered to get back on their on their path. That's going to be the most fulfilling for them and meaningful. Mm. What about doing their chart before you do their design? Even like doing their chart, like, you know, Chris Phipps is doing chart and then breath work. Did mm -hmm. you know that? He's offering like, so it's a package where you get your chart done and then you do breath work with him and you breathe through what you just experienced. I feel like there's something with that, with design. I don't know if your clients would be down. You know, it's hard. Like I work with a lot of people who I think because I don't look like, super, uh, I don't want to say like hippie, right? Because I'm totally that, but I don't think that I look that part. So I get a lot of people who are not doing yoga, not like feeling spiritual, um, and they still want to do breath work because they just want to get, like you said, we get so like detached from who we were mm -hmm. when we were first created and then, like, going back to who we are is, like, this big thing, right? Yeah. Do you think your um, design clients, like, do you see that partnering together or no? Absolutely. And I'd like to get more into that. Um, I've had my own business for, I don't know, pretty much all the whole time I've been in design. Um, but, I, you know, I get contracts where I work with other companies, and I'm uh, currently doing one of those. But at some point, I would like to be more focused on combining all of this that's really my goal is to um I, I want to learn feng shui as well I feel like that's oh, like yeah. the last little piece yeah. in everything yeah um and I definitely want to do uh like even just breath work before we had a design meeting yeah. maybe to open them up um and can uh, you imagine so I think that would be 
amazing. Yeah. Like that. And then also, and then doing, discussing their design and then doing their chart. I definitely want to combine all of it together. Um, and doing... And feng shui makes sense, right? Yeah, it really does. Yeah. It really... It's, I feel... I, I've had so many people um, mention that to me. And yeah. that's so I'm kind of putting out there waiting for the right person, yeah, the right mentor. Because I work best working under someone for a while or with somebody. Um, like for astrology, my first mentor, we would just meet up all the time. And then he'd show me how everything related to astrology. And then the people that we were with and observing and that was super helpful and then I took like three different levels of classes underneath another teacher who did more um her her astrology was more focused on the nodes which is what carries your destiny yeah in life um and then I mentored under her as well but that's like how I work best is having a teacher that I can learn from and um instead of just doing you know classes yeah when I spoke with Stephen um, Rayler about his feng shui that's kind of how it went like he had a mentor that he sat with that he learned through that way so I think that that's a great way to learn so I'm trying to manifest that <laughs> no you mean you're manifesting that <laughs> I'm manifesting right? that you're manifesting yes, I'm waiting that. for that person to come in I know Yes. hey where are you Jen's waiting but I de- right. my goal is definitely to, and I'm starting to see it all come together. And I was attracting so many clients that um, were going through big transformations in their life. Yeah. And then I was referring out a lot. So, you know, I referred you to a couple of people um, for breath work, that, things that could quickly move them along on their path because there are these blocks and belief systems that were kind of going around and around um, for them. And so then when I... When you said uh, told me about the teacher training, I'm like, I'm just gonna do it. Why not? Yeah. Like, add it in to it everything and, and start combining, combining these uh, different healing modalities. Yeah, and I think uh, that's it's cool to refer out, but it's also cur- cool to keep the energy with you. Like, um, you know, I I've referred people out if they don't live near me, mm-hmm. um, or if I felt like recently I was working with someone who. Um, I thought would be better suited to work with somebody else and I passed them along. But when you're working with someone, keeping the energy with you is really nice too because you're building like, like a, a, I feel like it's like, an, uh, like a, a light orb, right? So you're mm-hmm. building this whole thing. So when you're working with someone in the respect of, say, astrology and then you see that they could benefit from breath work or you know, potentially benefit from whatever else you're going to offer, it's nice to have that like, I don't know if it's life design. Is that life design? Yes. Yeah, because I've seen people who are life designers, and I'm like, that would be cool. Like, for me, I do Reiki. I'm doing my level three, which is, it's it's the highest level. It's like an advanced practitioner, but I'm not going to be teaching Reiki and handing out the attunements and things like that. And that's nice, because if I'm working with someone and they need Reiki, I could say, we could do a Reiki session. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, yes. it, and it's building that relationship. So I think that's great. I love Reiki. I did Reiki one, and I do want. It's like one of the other things that I want to finish at oh, some wait. point. Oh wait, you also do. What else did you do? Your training with with Anna? Oh, tarot. <laughs> yeah, I love. How did you forget that you do tarot? Oh, I think I said it. Did, did I it? forget? Maybe I didn't. I didn't hear tarot. Or maybe I didn't. Say we it. could roll it back. <laughs> but like you know a lot of stuff. Like I feel like, but like, tarot is good for. Like a quick call. Astrology, I feel that people should come at least once a year to do their solar return and 
to do their perfections to see where the transits are really activating their birth chart. Um, and then sometimes I have people call me for uh, electional astrology, which is picking a wedding date or starting a business or, you know, incorporation um, and things like that. But tarot, like people call once a month or so. They have one thing they want to get some clarity around. Yeah. I don't do anything with predictions yeah. or telling someone what's going to happen or how they should be or live their life. I feel even though I see that most of the time, um, I try to guide them instead of, so that there's no definitive answer so that they can then take control of their own life and yeah. um, find their own way of doing something. I feel like it can hold people back if you tell them exactly like, oh, this is going to happen. And they're like, oh, that's going to happen. I'm not going to get off the couch for a month because that's going to happen. Then it won't happen because, yeah. <laughs> because you're not actively moving forward and moving towards your goals. So I feel like it can hold people back a little bit. Um, and But for prediction, the only thing I would do in astrology is if somebody wanted dates picked. That's the only thing that I do for, I'll give them a few dates for as I said before, business or weddings. And you did your wedding date. Oh, yeah. I yeah. did my wedding date. Yeah, so I, how did you do that? Um, well, I didn't have, like, that. We needed to do it during the summer because mm. there are a lot of teachers in um, my husband's family, so they were off. Yeah. And my kids were off for the summer. So um, then, yeah, I just put, I did a sinistry chart with the two of us, which, I mean, I have, which I look at all the time. And then with the transits, and I knew I wanted it close to a new moon because that's a new beginning. Yeah. So I actually ended up, we got married on the night of a new moon eclipse. Wow. <laughs> but, awesome. Yeah, but our planets were all in really good placements. You have to look at Venus, the planet of love. Um, yeah, so I knew, I knew that we'd have trouble traveling within the next two days because yeah. usually with uh, eclipses you have or any sort of... Um, or like even like Mercury retrograde. I think we were in Mercury retrograde. Um, yeah. You had trouble with uh, delays. And our airplane was delayed like five hours. And some people got that were flying back from the wedding got stuck for like six hours at the airport. We wow. badly. I knew that was the, that was the only downside. But everything else looked so good. So and so we ended up getting married on a, on a Friday instead of most people get married on a Saturday. But Saturday was the eclipse. Yeah. And so I didn't want to get married on the eclipse. I wanted to get married like the night before. Yeah. And you talked about um, Mercury retrograde, not booking flights. Like we were going to LA, you're like, we got to book it this day. Right? Was it? Yes. I don't like to. Yes. You can, if you do book during Mercury retrograde, I mean, this is a generalization because if I looked at your personal chart and you were born during Mercury retrograde and, and I looked at it and I didn't think it would and you've never had problems with that, then I would say don't worry about it. But um, for me and the majority, it's best not to sign contracts during Mercury retrograde because when a planet's going retrograde, you don't have all of the information yet. Mm -hmm. So when it starts to go direct, you might find a better deal on the flight or um, your chances of it being delayed are usually minimized if you book it outside of a retrograde period. Um, And signing contracts, you'll find... Sometimes right after the, the mercury starts going direct, that new information comes to light. And you're like, oh, I wish I didn't sign that yet. I wish I had waited. Yeah. So I just advise people on that. It, it's only a couple months a year where yeah. you have that. And it depends on how mercury and Gemini um, is in your chart. So Yeah. And someone uh, taught me that um, merc- when something's in retrograde, it's that it 
appears to be going backward, even though it's not. Yes. And so because of that, the appearance of everything may look like it's going in one way, but it's not. And so you're getting like a misperceived view. Yeah, it's just, everything slows down is really what it is. And they're not, uh, retrogrades are great because they're a period of rest and introspection and going within and taking the time to do that, the work. And then when the planet goes direct, you have that forward motion again. And, yeah. you, and you feel like things are really starting to move forward. Um, so retrogrades are good for taking that time to not push yourself so much. And, yeah. you know, in this day and age, we are always go, 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 go. I know. And pushing forward. And people don't take enough time to rest and, and to reflect and to look back on everything that's happened and appreciate it and be thankful for it and then get a better sense of where you want to go yeah. instead of just always going. Because then you don't realize... Um, and so you want to acknowledge the hard work that you've put in and how far you've come. Yeah. This is that how it feels to you all the time? Like, do you ever feel like, because I know people always talk about electronics with Mercury retrograde. Mm -hmm. Do you ever feel like frustrated or do you just like lean into it? I lean into it. I kind of yeah. get a kick out of it. And you know, like my kids and my husband sometimes they'll make fun of me being like, oh, is it Mercury retrograde? And then something happens and I'm like, well, I know. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Like, Juliet wanted a new phone, and she was so annoyed because I wanted to wait until after Mercury <laughs> retrograde. But I personally had problems with technology. Like, I bought a, an iPod once during retrograde, No, and I do have issues with technology in Mercury retrograde, so I know better. And, but I just, my iPad broke, and I wanted a new one, so I just did it anyways. Yeah. And the next day, the first time I used it, I was at the gym, and I had it on the floor next to me, and I was doing, um, like, some ab work with no a 10-pound weight. And I put the weight down, and I dropped it, like, right on my Oh, <laughs> no. Cracked it. It was kind of like, okay, so those are the kinds of things no that way. can happen to me. And I knew something like that could happen. But, um, yes, yeah, so now I'm, like, a little bit more careful yeah. about that. If you have to buy a phone, you buy a phone. Some people never have any problems. It all depends, in, really, on your personal chart. But yeah. Mars retrograde, um, things really slow down for me. Not much moves forward, so I always try to schedule a lot of rest is and that relaxation. Because of your chart, um, because of my chart, but all in general too. Mars is the the planet of action and moving mm -hmm. forward, and um, like the, you know, he's the um, pioneer. He rules Aries, like moving forward very quickly. Um, and so when he's retrograde, you don't have that drive like that. Uh, moving forward so quickly and so yeah and also in my chart of where it's placed so I try to take like some time to relax and not worry about it and not feel badly about it like I let myself do that a lot of people get very frustrated during that period of time they're like I don't understand nothing's working out but it's not supposed to it's a time of, of again like assessing where you are with everything where you want to go yeah and getting ready for when Mars goes direct again because then things are going to go really quickly and then you're so ready. You have a plan. Yeah. And everything can go, fall into place and move forward. Yeah. I think that's so interesting because I feel like Mars has been in retrograde for a few months for me. <laughs> I literally, you know, I was looking at my schedule and I'm like, what's happening? Like, there's a lot happening, mm -hmm. but not a lot of shifting or there wasn't, and when I finally said, like, I'm, like, taking my hands off this, like, I'm just backing off, everything started to shift, so now I feel a little better, but, oh, good. It, well, I'll talk to you about that at lunch. Yeah, my mom was like, what, what does she want to meet me? Well, there, it's a, 
I struggle with that as well because I like things to happen quickly. Um, it's just other, you know, it's just the way I am. And so one of the biggest lessons that I've had in my life, I say probably one of the top five lessons, is being comfortable with sitting back and waiting and allowing the universe to have your back and um, to let things unfold at, at, that, at their pace instead of trying to push. And sometimes when we push forward, when things aren't ready for us, then we hit these all of these roadblocks and yeah. walls and whatnot. When we really could just be relaxing, and because there's, you know, there are things that are set and we can't control that, and we have to wait for them to come and for the timing to come. And there's no way we can push things forward. That's so. wild. Yeah, I mean, you know me, I love to push things forward. <laughs> Right. I do too. That's what I was saying. That's definitely one of the biggest lessons of my life. Um, it's yeah. a tough one. It is. I know. Because you want to feel like, I, I think we're both wired the same way and that we want to see progress and we want to feel like we're always working. It makes us feel better that way. So it's mm. hard to just sit yeah. back and allow things to happen. But when I do do that, when I, I, I get to the point where it sounds like you've been just recently where you know that you can't push, things aren't pushing forward no matter what you do. And then you sit back and see everything unfold and shift. Yeah. And it's like, oh, why yeah. didn't I just allow that to happen? Totally. But it's so hard until you see that happen. Yeah. It's so hard. It's weird. And I actually uh, like had like a breakthrough moment where I was like brought to tears because all of a sudden everything fell into place. But like, I would say before, before, I would say this summer was like brutal. You know, yeah. it was so brutal and uh, it just feels like finally, but also this is my season. I feel like the fall is, is like my season. I know. I love the fall too. I love the fall so much. Yeah. So Scorpio how? Scorpio season. We're almost here. There's so, like so many planets are moving into Scorpio right now. I'm so ready. Yeah. I feel it though. Yeah. I it's feel strong. It. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I don't so want to say too much about this season because this is going to air in two weeks. Okay. Actually, well, it will be Scorpio season yeah. then. Yeah, I know. Yeah, so we're moving. Um, it's like my into yeah, where it's the time to do shadow work and move deeper inside. Totally my season. I know. <laughs> yeah, you are a double Scorpio. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I feel like Scorpio. Everything that I do is Scorpio, and when I'm not in that space, like when I I'm. <clears throat> I'm working with someone who's, I don't know what the opposite of Scorpio would look like. I mean, would be, or what her sign is or anything, but it is the opposite of Scorpio. It's like love and light, and but not in like a, love and light in like a, in like a, a high-end sort of not understanding all of what we do way, but wanting to. And so I don't know how I got chosen to be her teacher, but I'm so honored and so it's really hard to balance, like, not diving too deeply into the shadow work first. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, but everyone has that side uh, to them. Um, Scorpios are able to go so much deeper. Like, it seems more comfortable for them. Yeah. And that's so true. Like, some people, it takes a lot longer to be comfortable I think managing with going that. there. Yes. Yeah. But that's intuitive work, that where you, you're, reading, you're reading her and feeling into what she, what she feels comfortable with. But Scorpios are amazing because you can, they can bring you to that place. They're mm. natural healers. Yeah. For sure. That's so cool. Yeah. And it's a water sign. Like all water signs I feel are so great with healing work because it really just flows through you. Mm. Um, 
So yeah, my sister's a Scorpio. My husband and my son are both Scorpio rising. Mm, Scorpio your son ri- just turned 18. He did, yeah. Scorpio rising's hard for kids growing up because, you know, you're intense. Like, the, the, what you give off to other people, how they perceive you is can be very intense, and people can feel like almost strip searched by you just <laughs> being in your presence. Yes, And as can. a kid, like, kids yeah. get really nervous around uh, Scorpio rising people. They're so – they attract so much. They – um, are so intense, yeah. but that's their gift when they're older, um, that you can draw so much to you. Yeah. But when you're a kid, you don't, you think everyone's like that. You don't understand. And also you're not aware of this mask or this projection that you're putting out to everybody. So you don't understand why people are nervous around you. You don't, um, it's hard for you to understand. I, I was try, trying to tell my son this. Now he's starting to, he's 18, he's starting to come out of it and starting to realize yeah. the gift of what that is. Yeah. Um, but as a kid, it's it's hard. Yeah. Yeah, my son is a Capricorn, mm-hmm. and he's so introverted, and, like, his best friend is, like, him, right? Like, he has friends, and he's with them for a little bit, and then he's, like, home. He really likes his private time. Mm-hmm. When he dates someone, he's had uh, a couple... One very serious girlfriend, but he's had, uh, you know, a couple girlfriends. And it's like, it's almost like he takes them into it, like the cave, right? Like it's his private space. He's very uh, attentive and loving and feels that he needs to, or he likes to be the rescuer. Mm -hmm. So when he ends up, he always chooses um, women who are, um, how do I say this? Who are maybe looking for a navigator ah. a little bit. I don't think that they're actively looking for a navigator and he's actively choosing that role. It's just they need guidance. They need support. He's 100% there. It's like rainy days are his jam. Mm-hmm. You know, like he's so he, he's so specifically himself, which is so interesting because we're both dark. Like we both have like dark weather and the rain and all that stuff. Uh, but though, I do love Malibu. Oh my god! I still have my bracelet on. No, I see. I'm gonna wear I have a Montauk. I'm, I'm one. manifesting right now. <laughs> oh, you have a Montauk one? Mm-hmm. I wanted to get a Brooklyn I'll one. Have to find it for you. Yeah. Oh, and you have Montauk your necklace on. Cool. And I have my ring. And I got ring. the new bracelet. Okay. They no, sent no it to me. No, because I'm gonna wait for the photo shoot. I just want to make sure it doesn't break. <laughs> so, so Jen and I were in Malibu I a few weeks there. ago, and we found Alchemy Road, which is on the pier, and it's uh, jewelry that's hand-designed by a couple, I think it is. Mm-hmm. It's all recycled metals. And we bought bracelets. I bought my snakes, which I have on. I'm going to try to get them without bumping the thing. You know, it's ironic when I... It, they're very, very fragile. Mm-hmm. And I had it on my wrist, and it literally opened and came off. Like, it just... I knocked it. Oh. So now I have it with all my other stuff. You can barely see it. But Jen, being an astrologer, we saw these cool like little moon, crescent moon um, bracelets, and you have a necklace with a moon and your two stars. And you want to talk about that? Because I love the story. I want you to tell me about it. Oh, yeah. So I have a, it's a, it's a silver moon, and then I have a gold star, yellow gold star, and a rose gold star. And the moon is, um, represents mother, and then I have this two stars for my kids. How beautiful. Where'd you get that? At Catbird. Okay. Do you know Catbird? I oh don't, God, but like I want to link to it. Yeah, it's the coolest uh, little jewelry store in um, 
I think it's Williams. Yeah, Williamsburg, Brooklyn. You have to, sh- to show me. They have a really good Instagram too. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah I have so my wedding rings too. from there. Really? I love, yeah, I love it. It's always packed out, but you can go online and and buy stuff. But whenever I go, there's like so many people in there. Wow. It's this tiny little store, and um, it's just very beautiful. All of the diamonds and stones are sustainably sourced. Yeah. Um, just really cool artisans there. So. So as you're talking about all this. I'm thinking, because as the person like running the, the conversation or trying to keep the conversation um, focused, uh-huh. what I love is that you have, and this is what's so cool, you have such great style. You have a great sense of taste. Thank you. You appreciate beautiful things, which is where I think that benefits not only, obviously, the interior design, but the life design, because you're always looking for the beauty, I think. Thank you. Right? And the individuality and the uniqueness, right? Mm -hmm. Like this unique designer. And um, I'm curious to know, I don't know if we talked about this in LA, um, how you got into it. We might have talked about this at Montauk's Hall Cave. Remember our conversation after? Did we talk about how you got into astrology? Um, We may have, but I can share with you. Well, yeah, because there's okay. other people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so my um, my roommate in college was into it, and okay, so no. she okay, so she got I mean, me into it, like yeah. more about reading about sun signs. She also did a little bit of tarot. Um, in she college, like a, yeah, she had a bunch of. Oh, she's wow. like such a cool girl. Yeah, she's so so cool, yeah. and. Um, so we, yeah, we were reading a lot of books on it and stuff. So then I, oh, I would still read about it and I stayed, um, you know, kind of in the loop, but I didn't study it to be able to read people's charts until, uh, 2011, I think it was, or maybe, no, maybe like 2009, 2010. It was when my divorce started and I went to an astrologer for a reading, um, recommended through a friend. He's one of the people I ended up, um, studying under and when I went for the for the astrology reading, I was just blown away. Like I just could not believe um, that he, you know, what was going on in my chart was. He's like, "Are you going through a divorce? No. And are you having these issues with these people in your family?" And I really, I didn't know him. I'd never met him before. He didn't know anything about me, and um, I was really just blown away. Yeah. Um, so I started, you know, going back to him, and we ended up working on some um, art events together and some other things. We started working together, and I started studying under him. But I, I was after that, I was You hooked. were here in New Jersey at that point. Yeah, so yeah. I was going back and forth. And then I moved um, to, when I moved to Brooklyn, he was in Manhattan, so then I started uh, seeing more of him. Um, unfortunately, he had a heart attack. He's recovered. Oh, but thank God. Th- there was like a, you know, there was a, about a year-long recovery, which I still saw him a lot. But wow. I, I didn't, you know, I obviously needed to find a new teacher at that point. Yeah. And then I found somebody else that I studied under for a couple of years. But it's pr- pretty much my favorite thing ever. Like, I'm always reading yeah. about it. Yeah. And um, I'm wanting to learn more and more and more. So it's hard. so vast. So now I'm trying to learn about more about, because I started as a modern astrologer. Um. It's more of the psychology side, really. Yeah, it's so cool. Yes. Yeah. And so now I'm learning, I'm starting to learn more about Hellenistic astrology and whole sign houses and a different way of calculating. You, you get the same result, but it, I guess it's um, in like perfections and doing things that it, it's just more, it can, uh, how do I say, it's, um, it's more exact. Yeah. It really gets you down right into the year of what's, what's happening right now. It's not so much of an 
overall view of um, what's going on. It's more specific, which is fun. And it really, before I do an astrology reading, I spend about 20 minutes meditating and, and feeling into the energy. And then I just ask my guides to lead me to what they need to hear. Yeah. So sometimes it's very general. Sometimes I only look at one part of their chart and we get really, really into that part of the chart. It all depends what's coming up. Um, yeah. Beforehand, I just ask them an area of focus. I don't really go into a lot of questions. Um, the second teacher that I had, she ha would have you fill out like a two-page questionnaire about everything going on. Yeah. I don't do that. I, I just don't feel into the energy, yeah. and then you know things will come up. Um, and then the thing that's most important about astrology and having a mentor and learning from somebody opposed to books is the way that you deliver the information. And this is what my first teacher taught me. It's so important the way you speak to. I'm like getting goosebumps right now. Yeah, that's so great. It's the way you speak to the person you're speaking to because. It needs to be very positive. It, you don't want it to be too predictive where they feel like they have, the, the, you know, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy almost. Um, and also you want to be very gentle when things come up that, you know, could trigger them and that, that sensitive situations. And, yeah. and going around it a little bit to see how they respond first instead of just saying something to them. And you don't want to put any, anything that's dark onto them. Um, even if you see things, you, it's more about computing in your mind and figuring out positive ways to help them through what's coming up. So you're giving them some tools for things that are going to be coming up so that they can navigate better through those you know, mucky waters yeah. instead of saying, oh, this is going to come up and scaring them. Yes. Um, so I, I think it's really important. And those are, and also there are certain things ethically that you just can't answer. You can't. Medical. Yeah. Things like that. And, um, it's just, uh, like, is my baby going to be healthy? You can't yeah. say that. Well. Uh, yes. Right. It's just, you just have to say that's not, there's no way of me being able to tell you something like that. So, um, there are certain things that people ask, um, and you just have to have very strong boundaries yeah. around it, um, and then make it's it's something it's you're helping them connect more deeply with themselves and their path and their purpose, and helping them get aligned and helping them see and discover authentically who they are. Mm. It's not about saying this is going to happen to you at this time. It's about connecting them back to to why they're here. Yeah, I think um, a lot of times people. Are afraid of that what mm -hmm. you're what you're not doing right so, so that's good to know like I know um, we have a tarot thing coming up this weekend and my mom had wanted to do it and then she said you know I don't want to do it I don't I don't want someone to tell me uh, you know like what's ahead which the tarot reader doesn't do mm -hmm. that I'm working with um, but uh, it's interesting because I think a lot of times people fear finding out something that you don't want to know Yes. And so to know that that's not something that you do, right? Like, I'm sure there are people who maybe aren't as ethical or as, as, um, as committed to the practice of respecting the boundary of the client um, to just, like, jolt it out. Like, not jolt it out. <laughs> shout it out, right? Yes. But, like, that feeling of, like, where, like is my husband going to leave me? I feel this is happening. Or... Because uh, without even saying the baby thing, right? That's so scary. Um, I think people get afraid and then they don't want it. They think it's fortune telling. And it's not fortune telling. You're reading what you're seeing in their, in the stars, basically, right? Like you're reading their planets and all that. Right. And if we're like, if, am I going to get divorced? It's not. Those are choices that are up to you to make. It's 
you're going through an extremely transformational time right now. Your life is changing. There's no way that you can stop this path that you're on. There's going to be a lot of changes that come up. The changes you want to make are up to you, but it's about really going deep inside and evaluating where you are in your life and what you want out of your life. Mm. And what do you want to keep and what do you want to let go of? Those are choices that are up to you. Are you going to let go of the job? Are you going to decide you want to get divorced and move to Europe? I mean, those are things that you have to decide. What I can tell you is that things are changing right now. Yeah. And they're not going to stay the same. Yeah. So it's up to you to really figure out. And, and here are some ideas of things that could help you through that. And this is, you know, different planets and where you see them. And, you know, sometimes I'll see things that, you know, for foreign travel. And I'll give them options of things that I see that they have coming up that are going to be very strong. Like, I, you know, I see there's going to be a lot of foreign travel. Or you might meet other people from different cultures. Um, I could see a job change into this industry, things like that, but I'm not going to tell them exactly what it is because you have to figure that out yourself and you don't want to tell anyone, oh, you're going to get divorced. And then a couple of months later, they realize, you know, that wasn't really what was bothering me. It was the stress of my job and I'm going to leave my job and change that. And all of a sudden their marriage could get better. Yeah. So that's, it's really about helping them understand what's going on. And yeah. so they're not so scared of the energy that they're feeling and then helping so them cool. come up with like tools to get them through so they can feel empowered with the energy because you don't want to feel like this energy like you know bulldozing you. You want to be like, okay, I get it. This is what's happening now. I have these great choices that I can make and how exciting that my life is changing. Yeah. And I can't wait. Wow, okay. I never even thought maybe I'd move to Europe and get a different job and and you know, like things will be um, less stressful and I'll have more time to spend with my husband. And one of the issues that I'm having in our relationship right now is that we're not seeing enough of each other. So, like, those are the types of things that um, I can help clients with instead of them. A lot I'm of like them, thinking as you're talking about it, like, <laughs> I, need to, I need to have her do my chart again. I, <laughs> I never fully did your chart. I so know, I would love I know. to. I would love to, love to, love yeah, to. Yeah, we did it on the phone. Like, Quickly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I didn't get, I didn't do a full reading for you. Yeah. Like, it's like an hour of, like, I take, like, a lot of notes. I do 20 minutes of meditate because for each reading I leave like almost two hours because I do like a 20 minute meditation feel into it then I write down a bunch of notes that um that I can go through and what's fun is if I do do in-person readings I don't do many anymore I do most of them over the phone because like the transit time and everything because I do take so much prep time yeah um one of the astrologers I worked under, like, she would just look at the chart right when she'd get on the phone with someone. She didn't do any. What? Yeah, so I spent a lot of time doing I can't the prep work. That. But I have had clients where I'm like, they're pregnant. I write it down and everything. And then when I feel that they're open to that, yeah. and, I've, and I've said, you know, there could be a baby coming in. And then uh, they'll say, oh, my God, I just found out I'm pregnant. Yeah. And it's funny. to be like, oh, I have it in my notes. Yeah. But there's stuff you don't want to tell them either. So I never give my notes out because you have to feel into what they're going to be open to hearing. But, mm. um, yeah, so that's always, like, really fun. So how do you hold the boundary? Because... Um, before I interrupted you, um, I was thinking about how, thank you for saying that, how you're talking about holding the boundaries. So let's pretend okay. you give someone information, like you say, like there's a big change coming and they're like, well, can't stop. What is a change? Blah, 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 blah. And they keep going and going mm-hmm. and you find, you find that you've hit the space where you're not going any farther. Like you're not going to be able to tell them more. Um, and then maybe you, maybe you hold it there. And then do you ever find that people are, like, texting or calling or whatever? But I just want to know, like, do you ever feel that? Or do you feel, like, energetically the boundary that you put up is strong enough that they don't push into that? Or Because I feel well, like I, You know different... who was really good at um, teaching this was my tarot teacher. 
Anna Tonk. Oh, Tonk. Yeah, I think that's how you pronounce it. I don't it. know. Yeah, we had a whole, one whole class on boundaries. And I thought I had very good boundaries before that, but I learned a lot from her as well. Is that if people do, because I do give out my phone number. You do? I do. And I do everything over the phone. It's just the way I've always been doing right. it. I've been doing it that way for so long. I did it on Skype for a little while, but I mean, I've always just done it on the phone. And I put my headset thing on and... Um, I have my computer and all my notes and everything, so I'm hands-free, and it just works really well. Some people will, I, but I set everything up through email beforehand, so people usually email me. I've gotten a few people texting afterwards, but what Anna says, it's like you just acknowledge that you've heard them and just give them like a one or two word answer back, um, and then if they text me again, I would say, please email me. So, um, But I don't really get that much of that, and to, to address what you said before, about them pushing, pushing, pushing the boundaries and wanting to know specifically what was going to happen. We, you know that I talked to you about this before in I know, person. I was going to say that. But I yeah. then at that point usually turn it on to them and I say, well, what do you want to see happen? What do yeah. you want? Why are you looking to me? Like you tell me like what are some of the things that you want and I'm going to tell you if I see them in your chart. Yeah. Like what, how do you see your life manifesting? How do you see the future for, for yourself? Instead of asking me to tell you what it is, the work is really about you visualizing and going inside and figuring out what you want from your life. Yeah. And that, there's always a little bit of silence. <laughs> yeah, they're like, <laughs> oh, I guess she's not going to make this easy. Yeah. yeah. So then they usually say one or two things. And then I look in their chart and I'll tell them, like, I do totally see that this year for you. Yeah. Then that gets the fun. They get excited. Yeah. So then they start having a lot of questions. And yeah. then we the conversation's been more diverted to where they're controlling, like, what they want to do, and is there a power around that? Do they, you know, how could they go about doing that? I do a lot of, like, business and life coaching, too, inside yeah. the sessions. Yeah. Um, a lot of people call for business. A lot of people recently have been getting, I got, like, two months' worth of people that had just quit their jobs. Things really? go in cycles, yeah. Well, there's a lot. I feel like there's, a lot of that. there's still a lot of that. Mm -hmm. um, so that. So then there's a, a lot of people I actually helped because I have done business coaching and life coaching in the past yeah. to help like, sort of get on track and then I'll send like follow-up things. Yeah. On how, so some people call because they really want to know how to get started on something. Yeah. Some people call because they just really want to talk about stuff. So you never know like what kind of um, client you're going to get, but it's always interesting. It so, always is. Yeah, so if you do a, um, a reading and then you feel like uh, they need more, mm -hmm. um, do they... Can they call back for follow-ups? Yes. I don't like anyone to ever feel reliant on me. I think I lost my, did I lose my mic? I don't know. Hold on. Go uh -huh. ahead. I don't like anyone to ever feel reliant on me. So um, I recommend, like, for astrology to call back, uh, you know, like, maybe every every six months or to a year. Um, and then they can – I say they can always call for other things. And I explain that I do coaching and um, tarot. And now breath work, if they want to do that. But, um, yeah, it's really up to them. I don't encourage that because I want them to try to go on their own for a little bit. But yeah. um, I think it's really important. Do you ever think of doing, like, a six-month program or something? Where I have. And I did have, a, like, a coaching package, like a monthly thing at one point. Um, and, yeah, I do. I want to develop. And I do want to teach at some point. Yeah. So there are a lot of things that I'm moving towards. I, I feel like... I'm still combining everything right now, and I'm trying to find the time to do to do more of it. But I, I would do, um, I think it would be more so of combining um, 
what I'm doing now yeah. and then doing more of the healing things as a like breath work and um, maybe tarot would be more all the time. Um, astrology, I don't think you need to have. So how often do you recommend? I'd like a six, every six months or if you have something that you're doing where you need some dates or you want to talk about something specific. So talk about that. Like if someone says, I'm getting married or um, we're going to move when should we put our house on the market. So how would that work? Would you do a, a full, ch- like would you say let's do your chart first or would you just do specifically that? What I would get their chart, probably their husbands if they're married or whoever their partner was. Um, and then I would um, get, you know, a, a range like of three months and then I would actively look for, you know, four or five dates. That would really? be best because you don't, there's depending on their charts, but you don't want to be in certain retrogrades like for a wedding. Never, ever, ever would you want to be in Venus retrograde. I know. I'm just wondering what my <laughs> wedding was. <laughs> We have to do the chart on my wedding. <laughs> okay. Um, so you don't want to be in Venus retrograde because she uh, rules the like, love. yeah, love. And, like you don't want to get plastic surgery during Venus retrograde. You don't want to touch oh, your face. Right. You don't want to cut your hair in a different way. Um, so yeah, there are certain things for each planet being retrograde. The, the planets that are closer are the ones that affect us more. The long-term um, planets don't affect you quite as much, but... Uh, yeah, so then for moving, um, I would look at different houses and where the transits are and all of that to give um, certain dates for putting the house in the market. I actually did this for someone just recently, and then I thought that it would sell within a month, and it did. It sold within three oh, weeks. Wow. Yeah, so that was exciting. She emailed me. I love hearing like, feedback like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, for selling a house, it's really good. Um, timing on a job, like interviewing, when to leave a job, when to start a new job. Um, and surgery is never on a full moon. Yeah, never. Yeah. I might, it's so funny because my grandmother, she got a facelift, like, way back when. Yeah. When she, she's always like, do I ever do any plastic surgery? I Actually, two people in my family had bad plastic surgery stories, and I would love to know when they were because yeah. I would love to go back to see. So my grandmother was getting a facelift halfway through. They had one side pulled up, and um, the electricity in the entire hospital went out. <laughs> did I tell you this? And you so did, the other side of her face like, was like, it was oh, like lopsided. my she God. Was, oh, she was such a beautiful woman. I don't know why she did it, but... Um, and this had to be, because now they forever have... Forever ago. I mean, to lose pet, now they have generators. Like, yeah. that's how long ago this but was. But they, they couldn't finish... They finished, but they couldn't see very well. So they, oh. the other side was pulled a little, little tighter. I never knew, but it bothered her for Did you forever. notice it? I never noticed it. She's yeah. my grandmother. I was like 10, you know, I was so young. Um, but, uh, yeah, she, would, she just never felt the same after that. Yeah. Um, That's also got to be super traumatic. It's probably like out a of that, full like, moon and um, yeah, Venus oh my retrograde God. at like the worst possible time. Yeah. So uh, I think that's so interesting. Yeah. Um, so now you do breath work. Mm-hmm, I do. What's your favorite thing about breath work? I just feel like it opens me up so much. I feel it, it's the fastest way to remove these blocks and these old belief systems. Like if I don't do it for a week or so, I can just start to feel in my body. Yeah. I feel different. I feel, I just sort of feel like a lot of like stuck energy in my lower abdomen. Like it starts really? to feel really tight, like almost like there's something in there, like, just, like, I feel, like, my shoulders start to tighten up. Um, when I was, 
I had like a lot of stuff going on in maybe it was like 2013 or 14. Um, like a lot of things I was working through. And I, and one of my astrology teachers told me about a book called The Presence Process. Okay. I think it was by Michael Brown. And it's this, you read the book and then there's this process you can do of, it's similar to breath work. Um, I think it's, I want to say it's a three month long, every morning and night you're breathing for 15 minutes, but it's a different breath and there's a meditation that goes along with it. And that was so transformational for me. I did it three times. And did it like make you feel the same way you do with breath work? No, breath work oh. is, is that's what I was getting to is that, yeah. so this was really transformational and I, and I saw so many things that were blocking me and I was having problems with that I realized was I had to do, uh, on an energetic level instead of like actually talking to these people. Like I had to do it all on my own yeah. and then everything shifted and they started coming back around and we started working things out and it was really unbelievable. But with breath work, I found that um, it was even faster and I, the problem with that was I didn't have a teacher to study under. And so, oh, right. So that was a big thing for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was a big, so it was like over. And we it was have like, great teachers, yeah. don't we? Yeah. Oh, such good teachers. I know. And a community of I people know. to speak to and talk with, which I think accelerates it as well because you're going through other things that, you know, people in your community have gone through. Um, but it just, it just, your vibration changes. Right? It gets so much higher. And who you attract into your life um, and things that happen to you that you may have responded different or reacted to now, it's easier to respond to. So, yeah, it's, it's just transformational. Yeah. I feel like, um, what we, oh, I, I want to do uh, a 30 day. So when I was in uh, deep in your practice with Aaron and we were doing a 30 day and I had that horrible like bronchitis thing. Oh yeah. So I wasn't really able to, um, to do it because every time I breathe, I cough. And I will say like being in Brooklyn and then being in LA and doing those back to back weekends of breathwork and then my private with David so much shifted it's ridiculous yeah. and so I feel like I'm gonna go back to like a 30-day practice so maybe we'll maybe we'll talk you. about I'll it do, right I try to do so it five days a week like I get up let, at 6 30 in the morning so I can okay break. so I'm not ever gonna be on time with you <laughs> but let's let's do that um uh, this is gonna release on Halloween but I'm gonna do it at Ooh, nine in the morning nice. so that okay uh, people have the whole day because I know it gets a little crazy at night um so yeah, I may I might push it before. So if it's before Halloween, you're welcome, guys. Um, <laughs> let's start at like November first and let's do okay. it together. You cool yeah. with that? We'll yeah, we don't have to do that. it the same time, obviously. No, no, but, no, but I'm we'll saying like do, we could we'll do we could breathe every like single a, day. We could create like a, a fun hashtag. Yeah. And have people could breathe with us and check in and tag us or okay. something. Yeah, because I and I think uh, well, I'll talk more about this privately with you. You know, I think like we should definitely do it. Yes, yes, definitely. Yes, yes, yes. And I'll be in California. For my final training, but I'll be breathing every day there. (laughs) And you're going to have your photo shoot with Melody Solomon on November 12th. And I'm doing breath work with her too. Yeah, see, I Did love. Did you hear me talk about you on her on the podcast? I haven't listened to hers yet because I've been away. We talked about you. Oh, you did! Oh my yes. gosh, I'm so excited. I told I, I told her what you said at training and how you gave her credit. Oh, thank and, you. Um, and how you know it was so magical and that you're going to be doing the shoot. And she's like, oh yeah, she referred to you as the new like the the, the city girl who's getting her shoot in the desert. Yes, or, or I'm something. so excited about that. I know because oh, I am such a city girl. It's, oh I, my yeah, god! Really, really, and I always do pictures by the ocean. And when she suggested the desert, 
it just really felt so good. Oh my God. I think so, it's because you're so, you'll, so excited. I feel like you're going to be front center, right? Like the desert is the beautiful frame, right? It's like, it's nothing else is competing. Not that, you know, you know she's so good. Like, but listen to that podcast. Yeah. Okay. I so, will. yes. I have so a bunch on my queue for when I, when I go to, <laughs> to the city tomorrow. I'll listen. And then you will be certified. I know. Done. I know. So this process for people that don't know could take a long time. So after healer training one, you could hold space for people Mm one-on-one. And really technically, David lets you do whatever you want, but usually after three, you can do groups. But once you're done, and some people don't ever finish their certification and teach. So it's interesting how it works. But it feels really good to have that certificate. Yeah, I feel that it's, and this is just my own opinion, obviously, because <clears throat> I, but I, as I was saying, I really like to study under teachers and learn everything because I don't want to be missing a piece if I'm working with other people because yeah. then I feel like they might, they're not getting the full experience either. So totally. I like to finish the entire thing, learn everything there is to learn about it. Yeah. So that you can offer like how David intended for it totally. to be offered. And then you, you know, obviously make it unique to yourself. And I love all of this about combining it like Melody with her photography and Chris with his astrology. Um, I feel like it can be paired with so many things because it really opens you up to, yeah. um, to everything. So. Yeah. And um, I also think it respects the practice and it respects David because mm-hmm. a lot of people from one I never saw again that didn't do it again but are doing groups and stuff. And like I had asked, I guess, maybe it was that training, something like, you know, he's like, people could do whatever they want, but, you know, at the end of the day, if there's something that comes up and they need David, you know, like, where's the respect of, like, hey, I two years ago I did healer training one in New York yeah. with Aaron and whatever. So I'm so excited for you. I'm so excited. And thank you for getting me into this. It was Tiffany that got me <coughs> so know, interested no in this. <laughs> I love it. Yes. Do you know how many people have gone through training because of me? I'm sure a lot. Well, you're... Um, I knew you before you did it. I know. And when I saw you after you started doing this, it was like you're a completely different person. When we knew each other, we were totally different people back then. And we were still friends. And then now we're totally, our paths have been very aligned. And That's what I was saying. So I did a little pre-interview. And um, I was saying how, first of all, you know Mike Michalowicz? He was on the corner. Oh, yes. He lived in the same house that we rented. So so he lived in that house. Uh Uh-huh. But first, he lived in the house. He's been. They went through a few houses. I'm trying to think of where their last house was before they moved. I don't know. Oh, after he moved into your house after. After him? No, he moved into your house after. Oh, after me. Okay, so, but yeah. he was on the corner, uh-huh. and I was on the corner. So we were like a triangle. So it was me, Mike, and you. And oh. I, um, it was because inter- I interviewed him because he just uh-huh. wrote his fifth book. Or now he's that was on a good six. interview. I listened to that. That was really, really good. I felt really Great excited. He, I had 25 minutes because he literally has, he trapped, I, I actually was like most concerned about how he stays healthy mm-hmm. when he does all this and manages his family. He's like a powerhouse. And I'll tell you, as much as I love you, um, I love him too. And you would love him. Like to really spend time with him. Uh, there's no bullshit about him. And he's a real down to earth, hardworking person who just wants everyone to succeed. It's really nice. So. I feel like we were in like a little microcosm of like, of a, of a burst or something. 
Do you feel like that? Yeah. Like, we've all burst. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, um, we don't have That's any more so time, but I want to have you back on. Yeah, definitely coming back on. To talk about allergies. Oh, yes. I want to do um, a whole show on that, on the food allergies. Yes, yes. me too. Well, I'll be back, for sure. We'll be back. There's something else I wanted to do, too. But we'll come up. I'm sure. What we'll, else did you want to do? I had forgotten. Um, I had so many notes. Yeah, no, 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 not on this show, but there's another show that we had talked about doing too. Okay, so we, yeah, me so we too. have like one or two coming up. I <laughs> know. I'm so Yay. excited. So thank you so much for driving out. Of course. And um, I get to spend the day with you now. I know. So to find out more about Jen, she is Brooklyn Astrologer on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And on the web, jenniferkissling.com. So J E N N I F E R K I S S L I N G. Dot com. Yeah. And you're not on Facebook. Not on Facebook. Yeah, that's a big thing. A lot of people aren't yeah. on Facebook. I, I, I left a, um, a while, ago, maybe in like 2013 or something. Yeah. A lot of people, when they do uh, like groups, like collectives, mm-hmm. like if you were going to do a, like a six-week or six-month collective with people on astrology and breathwork and tarot and whatever, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever life design, um, People use Kajabi. Oh, okay. I don't know. I, I, I have a hard time navigating Kajabi, but it is a good alternative to Facebook for groups. So Okay. Yeah, it's for I do have like just a burner account for groups. Like a what? When, isn't it called like just a burner account, like a fake account for Facebook for so that you can be in the groups like Oh, I didn't my, know you had that. Oh, for my tarot group and my astrology groups, like but they're private groups. Oh, and so everyone's like, it's that. not even my real name, but because I, I, and then people still friend me all name. the time. Because <laughs> they, I don't know how they link it back to me, but they do. And I'm always getting, I, I've been like, logged into it since I did the tarot class last fall with, yeah. with Anna, yeah. but I do have that for like, if I, if you had something you wanted me to join, I could join it. No but way. yeah, <laughs> my stripper name. <laughs> so I was like a burner account. <laughs> Right? Like, what would my name be? It probably would be my stripper name, actually. Really? Is it like... No. Uh, actually, I'm my, trying to remember, my... I'm trying to remember what it is. I know the first name is... Um, it's actually the name of Bob, my character in my book. I'm not going to... Oh! oh that we've I've talked about that. On. Yeah, so um, that's Next in, one. another time. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I'll give, you, I'll give it to you, and then you know. But yeah, don't tell other people that. I'm not going to. My actual stripper name, the first name for my stripper name, is now one of my client's names, so I won't say it. Oh, okay. Yeah. And she's like... She's not a stripper, but she has, like, a rockin' body. She could be. Anyway, way <laughs> to end the conversation. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Have a great day. Safe travels back to BK. Thank you. We'll see you soon. Bye. Bye. Thank you for having me. Thank you oh so much. Oh, my God. I'm just so happy to have you here to give you a big hug. I know. I'm excited. I know. All right. Bye. bye. Thank you for listening to Access and Expand the Conversations with Tiffany Karen. If you like this, please go ahead and share the link.